Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week, we're checking out the Netflix anime series, Ultraman. So stay tuned to the end to find out why BJ and I accidentally watched the Japanese version. So that segues well into the basis of this show. Ultraman is actually based on a Japanese property, the Ultra series, which has been going on for like over 50 years, I believe. Wow. And it's similar to Power Rangers, where every season is a new Ultraman, a new hero, but it follows a lot of the same tropes of this giant alien guy fighting giant alien monsters. And we got to watch it in Japanese because, listeners, neither BJ nor I thought to check for an English version. But... I enjoy a subtitled foreign flick, so this wasn't too bad. Yeah, and Ultraman is a Japanese property, so really, we are watching it in its original form. Like a Yelper reviewing a Mexican or Chinese restaurant, we got the authentic experience. Yes, that's the word I was looking for, authentic. You know, that's a word that people find that Yelpers use a lot for just generally Mexican, Central American, Latin American restaurants, and for especially East and South Asian restaurants, people like to use the word authentic like ah it was an authentic experience i hear that a lot especially for asian restaurants since there's a lot in the area where i live yes that's a thing that people do it's so odd okay beach can you give our listeners a brief summary of ultraman and your thoughts on the show sure so this take of ultraman follows two ultra heroes we have shinjiro hayata and his dad shin hayata and they both have ultra powers which gives them super strength and heightened abilities and they're also working together with the sssp the scientific special search party who support them and their overall goal is to protect earth from evil aliens in this case maybe evil ultraman yeah it looks like the villain of the series is also an ultra hero another odd thing about the show is that neither character knows that they're a superhero the dad finds out because his memory had been wiped for his own safety and for his son's safety. So he finds out later and has to assume this position of being Ultraman again, even though he doesn't even remember being Ultraman in the first place in order to protect his community and the globe. And he let his son have the same experience, which was super odd to me, of having these superpowers or these heightened abilities and not knowing why. Yeah, it seems like bad parenting if you know your child has these dangerous capabilities, actually and not teaching him how to use it or restrain himself or explaining why he has these powers. He let his kid cook for 10 years knowing that the kid was struggling with these powers and did not tell him a thing. But it did make for some cool Spider-Man-esque scenes where we saw him testing the limits of his powers, jumping from building to building. We also see that when he's feeling stressed out, just jump up on a billboard and chill in a nice quiet space. So those were some fun scenes. It reminded me of Into the Multiverse. Mm -hmm. That movie was perfect. So he did have some Miles Morales vibes. Definitely. And it seems like the ultra men of these series are going for an iron man vibe they have very robotic armor we're so young we keep saying vibe but yes that is the look (laughs) they seem to be going for authentic authentic (laughs) an authentic superhero experience you can totally tell they're from superhero land this just feels very like what real superheroes would make yes Speaking of real, so this series is 3D animated CG artwork, but there were some 
scenes and not just scenes, but also elements that looked very real. Like the smoke looked real. You were mentioning a plain tragedy scene. Yeah, there's a scene where the dad's old colleague sits him down to say, I know you've been Ultraman this whole time. I know your son is powered as well. Check out this video of this plane crash. Zoom in, zoom in. Here's the actual cause of it. Not any technical error, but rather this evil Ultraman or villain coming back to hurt us. But the plane crash itself, I thought was like spliced in footage or some kind of CGI or a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style of animation where some of it is animated and some of it is real because that plane crash to me looked so real. You know where there's an animated production that looked too real at parts for me? Uh, The Good Dinosaur by Pixar. Did you see that movie? Oh, I didn't see that. So basically all the nature looked so real. And then you have these very animated, plasticky looking dinosaurs in this world. It was very jarring because the water, me too, it looked legit like real river. Is that the movie that is in that viral video of that little girl crying because the main character's grandpa or something either dies or is very sick? No. Oh, you know what? That may have been land before time that she was watching. That little girl, I have to show you that clip later. The emotional intelligence of children is far more high than we like to give it credit. She was like, this little boy is going to miss his grandpa. And she was just crying to herself. And did you see that video of that dog crying in this scene where Mufasa is trampled? No. My goodness. Speaking of dogs and the good dinosaur, it's weird because they treat humans like dogs in that movie. That makes sense. Another thing that I think we both picked up on in this pilot, there wasn't as much action as we were expecting from a superhero series, Mm -hmm. especially one that's in the same genre as Power Rangers and these action-filled anime. We were really waiting for a battle, and we only saw the start of a battle at the very, very, very end. Yes. You think that there's going to be all this action because there's a taste of action at the beginning Mm -hmm. when they explain the origin story of Ultraman and the battle that put away the villain at least for a little bit. So you think that there's going to be some cool action coming up and there simply isn't. The most action we see is Shinjiro getting in a fight with a dude from another school who was harassing these two girls, one of which he had a crush on which I want to talk about that fight later but the most we see is him catching the guy's foot and twisting it and he thinks he's just twisting it a little bit because the guy goes to kick him And instead, he broke it because he's a superhero and he doesn't know his own strength and he doesn't know that he's a superhero. So that's it. We just saw a dude twist his ankle really hardcore and be in pain. That did make me think of one drama filled scene, which wasn't action as in a fight, but did catch us off guard when Shinjiro was a child. He was at a museum with his dad and he like fell. (laughs) Did you just start laughing? Because the way he was dangling on the glass, I was like, that baby gonna fall. And then the knowing look the dude from the SSSP was giving Shinjiro told me, oh, nobody cares if he falls because they all know he's a superhero, but Shinjiro and the daddy. So the two people that feel it the most, the person who falls and the father of the child who falls are the only ones in the dark as to why this kid is not in pain. Everyone else is like, oh, he'll be all right. I feel like the dad knew something was up because the dad knew he himself had weird powers. Yes, but he didn't know fully and it's his baby. Yeah, but I think he was like, I know my son's going to be okay. I got to get out of here.
out of here before you guys ask questions I can't answer. Yep. And to back it up, little Shinjiro, 10 years prior to when we see most of the episode, he's in a museum, basically up on a balcony, and he's climbing up over it, looking at some model, and then he falls off. So he falls probably two stories at least. At least. And hits very solid ground. And he cries a little, but he's fine because he has superpowers. So that was a moment of drama. The music there got really intense and we weren't really expecting him to just have his lifeless body just laying there. And we weren't sure, like, is he going to pull through or are we starting off with the him losing his son? I don't know if you remember saying this, but as soon as we got that shot of his lifeless body, which was terrifying, you said, this is not a show for kids. And I stand by this. This show on Netflix is rated, I think, 13 plus. That makes sense. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you know what lasts forever? Student loan debt? Our friendship? Yes, and maybe. But Wakanda is forever. Silly. (laughs) For our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Did you know Marvel's Black Panther and other amazing superhero stories are available on Audible? That's awesome. You can find those books or pretty much any others at audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod. Happy listening. And now back to our show. I want to talk about Shinjiro getting in that fight with those dudes. Can we break that down a little something? BJ, do you want to explain why that was wrong? The motivation for entering the fight? So what Me Too is hinting at is that Shinjiro... Hinting. Subtly suggesting is that when Shinjiro and his friends were walking by, they noticed this group of guys harassing these two girls. One of whom Shinjiro has a crush on. Yeah, so they recognize one of the girls and they're discussing amongst themselves, should we intervene? Should we go over there? And then they start saying, well, you know, if we go defend these girls, we can score some points with them. And so then they start discussing, is it worth it to potentially get beat up if we can score some points? with this girl that we like. And ultimately, I don't think Shindro ever clearly says why he decides to go confront the bully. He said he would score points. He also wanted to help. Sure. He had uh, ulterior motives for defending the young woman and her friend. I think he wanted to get a sense of his powers. Yeah. And maybe to flex his powers a little bit in addition to, I guess, helping those two young women. Yeah. But they could have at least framed it as two dudes were teasing them or just being annoying. Mm -hmm. But instead, those two dudes looked like they were going to assault those women. And the women were clutching themselves really girls. Yeah, high school girls, teenagers. Teenagers. They were clutching themselves. They looked terrified. They were cowering. And the two guys kept physically towering over them and being aggressive. And so it looked like they were going to be assaulted or worse. Who knows? And those three guys that were onlookers, Shindro and his two friends, immediately said, let's not get involved. And then decided against the let's not get involved approach when they thought about potentially scoring points. That is a wild metric for bystanders. Well... I unfortunately have to counter that with my understanding of Japanese media. That is a very common situation and reaction to that situation. I think the gender relationships is very different. I know at least from South Korea and Japan. So there would be this whole idea of a man rescuing the woman. And there would also be the idea of don't get involved in other people's 
situations, which is all leading to people getting harmed. I mean, you can rescue her, but do it to rescue. Don't do it to win points. I just hated that framing. No, I definitely agree. I'm saying that that is a mindset of rescuing to get points. Can't speak for everyone, but that's a thing. A common trope in media. Yes. You better educate me. Okay, BJ, do you have any other thoughts? Are you ready to rate Ultraman? I'm ready. What do you give Netflix's reboot of Ultraman? Is it a reboot? Is it a story continuation? I guess it's just the next season because the the series reboots every season. Got it. Although this is an adaptation of a 2011 manga. So it is kind of a reboot of a previous Ultraman. So how do you feel about this adaptation? (sighs) I really wanted to like it. The animation is really nice. It looks great. Mm. Some things are so realistic, which like blew our minds. Um, It's by Production IG, an animation studio where I've actually liked some of their previous work. They did a Pokemon Legends series. They did FLCL, lots of cool stuff. And I haven't been an Ultraman fan, but I have been aware of Ultraman as a superhero. So I was excited to see how Netflix was going to bring it to a broader audience outside of Japan. But this first episode just didn't have enough action. Now, a disclaimer that goes for my review, I'm assuming it'll probably apply to yours as well. Watching it with subtitles did take us out of it a little bit because we really had to focus on reading every word and we got a little stressed out when we would miss a few words. We almost restarted the first like 30 seconds. Yes. So I I would say I would have enjoyed it a bit more with the English audio, but I don't think that would have made it worth watching. However, my recommendation, watch episode two, maybe even skip episode one. I think that will be a better deciding factor than the pilot episode. And I have enough hope that this is a good show that I would suggest everyone watch it casually starting from episode two. What's your rating? That's super fair. I would say for my rating, I didn't know anything about Ultraman short of looking it up before we watched. So I would say to our listeners who are like me, who are not super familiar with superheroes and anime and animated shows, I would actually suggest She-Ra on Netflix. That show is so good. If you're looking for a superhero animated series that is for people who aren't as familiar with the genre, She-Ra is fantastic. For the people who are superhero obsessed, anime obsessed, I would totally agree with your rating. I think starting at episode two might be it. Mm -hmm. It seems like episode one was for the ultra Ultraman fans because it delved so deep into the backstory that for me personally, it was a little bit boring. But I bet if you're a super fan, you would just eat it right up. Mm-hmm. So that's my rating is watch she if you're like me. And if you're like BJ, start at episode two. And we all know who you all strive to be like. Me. <laughs> no. <laughs> condescending Fraser laugh. If you want to find more of our recommendations, head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send thoughts, feelings, animated show recommendations, and any other suggestions to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.